What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end! Brad, we are back here with Thompson and Clark, and as has been uh, sort of our routine when when the Niners and the Rams play, we'll spend a couple of minutes talking about Niners-Rams. Those are our teams. You gave me your prediction for uh, my mini my my mini episode of <laughs> We Want Winners that I did uh, last week. Uh, if I were you, and and tell me how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. I would have I would have been fairly happy with yesterday's game, albeit you always want to win. Oh yeah. But I feel like your team played much better than the national media was giving them any sort of credit for. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were what, seven and a half point dogs. I think they opened at nine point dogs. Um so after yesterday and after the Rams beating Seattle the first week of the season. I'm actually really confident going into Cincinnati with the banged up Joe Burrow next week on Monday night football. I mean, I'm starting to look at this team as like, huh, wonder if we can sneak into like a playoff spot, just kind of be a fringe team, get, get all of these young guys, a lot of, um, a lot of reps, a lot of experience, uh, and, and then go fight for a playoff spot later in the season. Uh, you know, all the while I was thinking it's probably a six win team, 
they have five win team. And then later on down the line, uh, you know, next year, I think they have 70 million off the books of dead mm -hmm. money. Um, and then they'll actually have a first round pick. So I thought, okay, they'll be in kind of good shape. Maybe at like a top 10 pick. Um, but no, I, 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 I have obviously I'd much rather see this team fight for a playoff spot and get into the playoffs. So yeah, at halftime yesterday, that was the only frustrating thing is we couldn't make a couple of key stops uh, that that minute and a half that they gave the Niners offense uh, at, at the end of the first half when they went up 17 to 10 and the Rams were getting the ball in the second half. Um, so you have a chance there to go up, you know, possibly 24 to 10 uh, after the first drive of the second half. And then and then Stafford throws that pick. But it's a, you know, a, a tip off of. um Kyron Williams shoulder. Yeah. So, I mean, so many close plays, but that's football. I mean, and, and, and to, to play against your rival, who's, you know, a, a Super Bowl favorite uh, to, and to come out firing and just kind of, you know, go, go toe to toe and blow to blow for the first, like three quarters or so, three and a half quarters. It, it, I was fun. I, I really, it was an enjoyable game, uh, even though we lost. And, and as a Rams fan, I don't say that very often. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like that was an enjoyable, I mean, the, the Jeff Fisher area, <laughs> if we were to lose a game, it was usually like we lost 12 to nine. And then you're sitting there going, I mean, we lost by three, but that was not enjoyable. Like I didn't enjoy that game at all. So yeah. Heck of a turnaround. Uh, yeah, no, I, I was, I was very impressed. And the one thing that the caveat that I took away or the thing that I took away was that McVeigh and Shanahan they just want to beat each other like nobody's business. Like absolutely. McVeigh's game plan was absolutely fantastic. And who knew you had a second Cooper Cup there just hanging out. <laughs> it's like, where did this guy come from? I think they're the same guy. I think he just put on a wig and his uh, his his hamstring is really okay. And <laughs> he just wanted to disguise. But yeah, I mean, can, and that's the other thing. Can you imagine too when when Cooper Cup and, and Puka Nakua and Tutu Atwell, I mean, not only like three, that could be like an awesome receiving core, but could that be like the all name receiving yeah. core yeah i mean you got you got cooper you got puka and you got tutu that's i mean those are like you know noises babies make so yeah, that's, exactly. that's fantastic all right we're not going to talk niners rams any longer <laughs> but we had to open with it because th those are our teams and uh you know it's kind of fun that we do the giants podcast where we both follow the same team and then in football we follow rivals so it's yeah kind of a and fun we're chatting and we're chatting during the Rams Niner games just as much as we do sometimes during the Giants games. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's fun because, and honestly, you're one of the few Niner fans I can actually talk to <laughs> because the other ones are just like, your team is trash. You guys lost again. But I mean, you and I, we understand football. So it's yeah. fun. I don't understand it as much as you do, but it's fun to just talk during the game because i know you you see the good in our team i see the good in your oh, yeah. team and and you know it's just it's it's a fun game to watch i'm getting too old for like your team sucks yeah you know the the funny thing you about know? this and and this is this is related to baseball too which is as you get older or i'll i'll say for me cuz i know there are still some people who follow sports like crazy people but as i get older I kind of want to see my friends happy if I'm not happy when it comes yeah. to sports, because I know how heartbreaking sports can be. Absolutely. And then with the giants, we get a couple of, we'll get three world series. So we're like, okay, like, you know, the heartbreak still exists, but you know, we got some, some W's there, 
But the two teams that I still wish like the worst on are the Dodgers, obviously. And we're going to talk oh, about yeah. the Dodgers here in a second. The other team. Okay. Two other teams. I, I can guess who the other, I can, I can guess who one of the other teams is for sure. Okay. Who do you think it is? I think it's America's team. Yes. The Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I yes. couldn't, my best friend is a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I still wish that every player on his team gets gout or something like that. Like, <laughs> like that's what I wish on that team. And then, but the other one is the Lakers and, and, and it's the Lakers oh, yeah. because just every passerby who's got some sort of name, they want to go play for the Lakers. So when you actually beat the Lakers, then it, it feels so much better because you know that the Lakers just, you know, they, they get all the free agents and stuff. So oh, that totally makes sense. Yeah. I get but that. those are the three teams, everybody else. Like, you know, I think people would think that I should, I should hate the Seahawks because the Seahawks, you know, over the last 10 years are actually a pretty good football team, but I have mm -hmm. friends who are Seahawks fans. And if the Niners don't make it, it's fine if the Seahawks make it, but nope. But you can, you can, you can hate Pete Carroll though. You can hate Pete Carroll and not hate the You know, Seahawks. Pete Carroll was an assistant on the 49ers. Yeah, that's before true. he went to the yeah. Pats, I think. It was either before or right after. Time. So there's a little bit of a connection there. But yeah, the gum chewing and the old man <laughs> and the rah rah. And the yeah, that, that's the you know, yeah, when they're kicking when they're kicking our butts, then yeah, it, it gets a little frustrating. So. <laughs> um, all right. So I mean, we kind of took the first seven minutes because this last week of Giants baseball. It didn't start out too bad. The The Cleveland Guardians came into town, and the Giants took two out of three. They won both games. Uh, that the, the Actually, the both of the games that they won were extra inning games, and we had joked on this last week that the Giants should just go to extra innings every game because they have no, such a good record yeah. when they go into extras. And then we thought, okay, you know, that they, they win two out of three. They take care of business at home go on the road we, we were also joking that we wish that they just played colorado for the rest of the the games of the season and colorado <laughs> must have felt some sort of way about us saying that because yeah they beat the giants three out of four one of those games was rained out so it had to be a, a double header on saturday which i i don't know who actually has the advantage there i mean the giants are the better team they're the team that's actually playing for something colorado's not playing for anything but they have that ballpark, which has been kind of a hellhole at times for the Giants. So I don't know. I don't know where, where the advantage was or not. I just wish that the Giants could actually hit the baseball, you know, a little bit better and not save all of their runs for, for Sunday because that's kind of what they did. They, they just, for whatever, like there was a no-hitter going yeah. in one of these games at Coors Field where everybody does well and so i just didn't understand it i was it was really frustrating but the way that we cover this team and the way that we watch this team it is absolutely predictable that the bats could just go silent at any opportunity and then the other thing is is that the thing that you know we kind of relied on a little bit here was the bullpen and the bullpen has been a little shaky of late too which I think some of it is, and we kind of said this throughout the years, when you rely on the bullpen for so many innings, when we get to later in the season, they're going to be a little tired out. So all of these things that we've been talking about, they kind of 
played into this our worst fears in the series in Colorado, but it doesn't make it any less frustrating. And I was almost sure that they were going to lose yesterday. I was just like, you know what? Yeah. They should just lose. Then we will have zero hope. That's the way the season is supposed to end. And then they won it by the skin of their teeth uh, at, at the end there when they had a comfortable lead and then they only won by one run. So it, it, is, it is what it is. We have 12 games left, seven of them against the Dodgers. We have to make up a couple games here. I think they will probably be in it next week when we do this podcast, but you know, barely is going to be my guess. And and because this yeah. week is this week is their most important week of the entire season of baseball. Yeah, it's a it's a huge week because you've got Arizona for two, a rare Arizona middle of the week day game too. That doesn't happen for us very often, but they're they're giving us a travel day to get from Arizona to Los Angeles. Not a travel day, but but getting us out of Arizona by like 6 or 7 p.m. and then we don't play the Dodgers again for 24 hours uh in LA. So that that's kind of a nice little break that the Giants are going to have going to get a chance to get into LA get settled. Um looking at where the Dodgers are, they're They've got a seven-game lead over Milwaukee for the two-seed. They are five games back of Atlanta for the one-seed. So it's kind of like, I mean, that, that's probably set in stone Yes, with I, the one-and-two-seed. So. Yeah, with five, a five-game lead with 14 games left. So there's a chance the Dodgers are going to be, you know, not throwing their aces, not, not, not you know, doing their, their, their full – you know, best lineup that they've got. Uh, they're going to be resting some players um, and the giants are still fighting. So, uh, you know, but, but again, you don't you, two weeks out from the playoffs. You don't want to just go ahead and start sitting players and let them get cold. You've got to go into the playoffs because the other thing too, is um, with a one or two seed, you have the first round off. So you've got to wait uh, pretty much from the last game of the season until I think it's like Friday mm -hmm. or, or Saturday. So almost, almost five, six, even seven days before you play again. So, so you probably want your guys to play all the way up until then. Cause they're going to have an entire week off to rest. Uh, but with a seven game lead over Milwaukee, um, you know, you can, you can afford to just kind of spot players here and there, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, those two games against Arizona are huge because the giants need to win one of those two to hold the, the tiebreaker over Arizona. Um, so, so that's going to be an interesting series and that starts tomorrow. Um, man, th this team, I, I kind of, I, it's just having that feeling of like reverse of last year, but could easily end up with the same record. I mean, you, you know, you're on fire first part of the season and, and then just kind of tail off and start playing really rough, ugly baseball. Um, and last year was the opposite. They were just kind of bouncing around trying to figure out who they were and all of a sudden go on a tear at the end and finish 500 and, and actually come close to threatening for a wild card spot near the end. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like the, uh, the the Oppo Giants this year. If the, God, if they end up eighty one and eighty one, <laughs> I, I don't even. I wouldn't even know what to do. Two years back to back, eighty one and eighty one. So Just, we had yeah. talked about all season long how well that the Giants played against 
above 500 competition. That is no longer the case. Right. They are 39 and 40 against teams over 500. So it's amazing. Just yeah. right. And, and flip their records home 43 and 32 away 33 and 42. I mean, everything tells us that they're a 500 team and yet oh, yeah. they're, they're still within two games of the third wild card, the Cubs and Miami as of Monday evening are 78 and 72. The Reds are 78 and 73 and the Giants are 76 and 74. Now, this is interesting as it pertains to next week because you would think that San Diego would kind of be done by now, but they have like the smallest chance to still do something. And the only reason I bring that up was because the aforementioned Rockies who are on pace to lose uh, over 100 games this year, they go into San Diego for three and then the struggling Cardinals who are on pace to lose 90 games, they then go into San Diego for three. Mm. So the Padres, before they come into San Francisco next week, they have a very easy schedule to sort of try and get back into this thing. And I don't think that they're dead yet. We'll see. I mean, they may not play well this week and then we can kind of declare them dead. But well, there's a, and there's looking at the run differential column too, of the teams fighting for those three wild card spots. We'll throw San Diego in there. Only three of them have plus run differentials, and uh, the second best of those teams is San Diego, <laughs> and they're on a and they're on a four game winning streak as yes. of today, Monday. So exactly. I mean, yeah, it's 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 a bit crazy. So. Not that I think the Padres are going to just roll into the into the wild card, but you know that that series next week, which we probably had hoped was going to be a lot of the San Diego, uh, you know, the backups and stuff, is probably not going to be that. If they get a couple wins here in these series, is they're going to be probably telling themselves they got a fighting chance, and they're going to want, yeah. especially and it, you know the Giants. Giants Padres is is not as big of a deal as Giants Dodgers, obviously, but it is something. It, it it you know San Diego doesn't want to lose to to San Francisco, but if you were to make a bet now, here are your two. Here are the two choices that you have, and you have to favor one choice over the other. Okay, the Giants. Uh, the Giants are one of the three wild cards or they are under 500 which of those is more likely cuz right now they're over they're two games over 500 so they'd actually have to go you know worse than 5 and 5 and 7 they'd have to be 4 and 8 at, at you know at the best to be one game under 500 um but what, what what do you think? What would be more likely to you that they that they get back into this and that they tie, at least tie for the third wild card or that they finish under 500? Yeah, I don't want to be the naysayer, and I'm not going to be because I, I honestly think the Giants have a better chance of firing into that 
one of those final wild card spots, not one of them, the final one. It's not like they're going to leapfrog a bunch of teams at this point. They're going to sneak into that final spot. Now, but I think now, they have a better now if, yeah. if you beat Arizona twice, which you're going into Arizona, so that would be yeah. quite the quite the battle. Sure. If you beat Arizona twice, you basically reverse spots with them. True. And, and so true. you could bump them out and you would be right in the mix for that number two, number three spot. So it's not, it's not just the number three, number two and number three are like right next to each other. That's true. Cause right now the Cubs and the Marlins are tied for that final spot. As of Monday, um, Cubs having lost five in a row. It's and ridiculous. Miami, yeah. And man, and Miami won three in a one row and Arizona has won three in a row. Everybody's very streaky in yeah. these wild card spots and nobody's yeah. streaking and, and going upwards and staying upwards uh because again even arizona i mean like i said you got philly who's just kind of almost running away with that first spot three and a half game lead over arizona yeah they're probably Um, clinching a wild card spot here in the very near yeah most likely so i you know i would say that the giants are definitely more uh i would give them a better chance of of making a you know getting a wild card spot than than finishing under 500 i know that they're playing the dodgers uh, a lot over the next couple of of weeks here but um still say so you split with them if you split with them if if you split the rest of your games you still finish over 500 so right right and and so here's the, here's i know dodgers are a little bit of doom and gloom when you think about playing them. Here is why. Now, I, I may be 100% wrong, and I may, I may be so mad come this time next week <laughs> when we talk. But one thing that you said that I think makes a lot of sense, which is the Dodgers don't really have to play for anything. So right. if they're going to rest guys, if they're going to not want to stretch some of their arms, you know, their starting rotation is already you know, a, a little bit limited because of, of guys who, who were hurt. Um, and, and they're not, I, I would say, even though they're a very good regular season team, if you talk to Dodger fans, they don't really believe in this team as the one to win it all. Like they're, they're, kind, they're a little bit down on the team, even though I would switch places with them in a second, oh, I, which is amazing to me. I don't, I don't quite <laughs> understand that, but yeah. Go go ahead, Dodger fans. <laughs> so, but you have that going for them, which is they don't have to play anything. And then the other thing is the Giants have played them well so far. Now, it's probably a little bit of a different Giants team than the one that played them earlier in the season. We talked about the records that the Giants have had against, uh, against the teams so far. They are um, – where did I have that? I had that number. Uh, LA. They're they're four and two, and they have seven games left. And we talked about this in the very beginning of the season, which is that the way that the the MLB did the schedule this year is they pulled back on games interdivision and they spread them out so that you played every single team, American League teams included. So that means what was it like? seven or eight less games against the Dodgers and the Padres and the I, Diamondbacks. I believe so. And the yeah, Rockies. High number. Yeah. But the way that they made these games mean something is that Giants and the Dodgers have to play seven out of the last 12. So 
I think if you wanted if you wanted to play the Dodgers in a series or two series, this is one of the best outcomes, which is a Dodgers team that is sort of they've already clinched the division. They don't really need to play for positioning and one that you've played pretty well this season. Now, if the Dodgers come out and they smoke a seven of the next seven to no, and then I'm sitting here feeling like a fool. <laughs> I'm just saying going into it, I'm less uh, pessimistic than I would normally be when we play the Dodgers. And so I, I that seven games is a, is a, is a giant like horror movie in, in the making, oh, yeah. except that, think we're going to be competitive and I think we're going to be okay because of those reasons. Yeah, I think so. Um, and by the way, a team I don't want to play again is Philly. Kyle Schwarber just hit a 483 <laughs> foot home run. That guy hitting under 200 and hitting 483 home foot home runs. He's going to have 50 by the end of the season, probably. Well, um, what does Olsen get to? You think Olsen gets to what? 56, 57? Probably. I mean, the, the home runs are back in case anybody's, you know, not 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 sure if uh, the dead ball era of the early 2010s when the Giants were winning World Series is over. Uh, the dead ball era is over. Uh, home runs are back. But yeah, I was, I, I was um, looking at Judge's numbers. Now, he, he oh yeah. got hurt. But in 334 at bats, he's got 32 jacks. So if you would have gave him 500, he'd be at 50 as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. So last week I said we needed to go 13 and six, right? We were, we had 19 games left at that point, uh, and you know we pooped the bed, so to speak. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it nicely. Yeah. Well, what uh, did we go? Two and five. Uh, three two and four. And one, two, no, no, three, you're right. Yeah, and three and four. One, two, three, four. Yeah, three and four. So that you being did math said, better than me on, on I did, I didn't, <laughs> I did it basically <laughs> counting like virtual fingers in my head. Garrett, so I don't know. Don't give me too much credit. So that being said, if I said thirteen and six and we went three and four, we would have to go ten and two the rest of the season to <laughs> to make a playoff spot. Now. <laughs> that was that was that was thinking everybody else in front of us continued to play good baseball. But yeah, we didn't expect well, the Cubs to lose five in a row. No, we didn't expect the Cubs to lose five in a row. We didn't expect Cincinnati to just kind of go back and forth and stay exactly where they're at. Um, San Diego creeping up on us, but still not there. Still four games back behind us. Uh, and Arizona won three in a row. Miami won three in a row. So basically, the Giants would that ten and two. Should we modify that? I mean, you're looking at seven of those 12 games against the Dodgers. So let's say we go four and three against the Dodgers. Um, at that point, you've got five games left. I say if they go three and two there, seven and five. So I let, let's say anywhere between seven and five and 10 and two could, could get you into the playoffs. What do you think? I'm going to say... Based on what we're seeing with the current standings, the Giants are going to need to be at a minimum five games over 500, and they're currently two. So they're going to have to gain three games over 500 because Arizona, the Cubs, and Miami are currently at six, and we know that the Cubs are struggling. If the, In order for the Giants to do well, they're going to have to 
beat Arizona at least one of yeah. those times. So you take that away. So yeah, six either five or six games over 500. I think they're in the mix. Uh, but if they are two games over 500, like they are, if they if they're 82 and 80, not going to get it done. No. So you're so so. Let's modify that. Let's say eight and four. All right. Okay. So instead of ten and two, which I kind of predicted at this point last week, let's modify that a little bit. Eight and four in the next twelve games. So let's say they they go three and four against the Dodgers, then they need to go five and zero oh in their other games. So that's you know that's that's asking a lot. So they are going to have to play well against the Dodgers, yes, and and probably play above five hundred baseball against the Dodgers. If yes. not, it's kind of a tall task the rest of the way. So that is what makes yeah. it a little difficult, and why the MLB did it the way that they did it because they're Absolutely. just like, hey, you got to beat your rival, man. These games, people are going to watch these games as long as you know you're competitive. And they got the two in Arizona, even if they lose those two, which I don't want them to do. Don't the, right. I, no. Gabe <laughs> do not want you to lose these next two and be 76 and 76 or whatever it is. They have to, uh, they have to be really competitive with the Dodgers. And I think they will, uh, it, whatever the, whatever the secret sauces that they think they have. And, you know, it was funny because I, I was telling you, uh, telling you guys in, in the chat, when you play so much for winning on the margins, like you can lose very easily on the margins too. There's oh, just yeah. like this little bit of uh, percentages that, that you're winning games here. And then, and what we learned is that, and this was the last couple of years, which is the giants will give up, defense a little bit if it helps out their offense and that's kind of been the game plan over the last couple of years they had they committed i don't know how many errors last week but like b cross letting one hoppers go between his legs him and tyro are kind of getting confused on who's supposed to cover on a double play lamont is booting ground balls casey schmidt's throwing them into the dugout and <laughs> If you're hitting like they did in 2021, you go, okay, I get it. We are emphasizing offense over defense. But when you can't hit and then you can't field, like you're you're starting pitching is just bailing the team out and your your bullpen's just bailing this team out. It's no wonder that these guys are exhausted oh, because yeah. your defense sucks. And your hitting is is so cold right now that every that you're just so much relying on these small moves with the bullpen here and there just to get that little bit of leverage, and it's really catching up to them. There's no way that they're going to be able to do what we want them to do, which is eight and four at the minimum, with the way that they're hitting right now. It's just it's just impossible to do so. You can't you cannot expect things i know it's kind of silly for us to all of a sudden expect them to become the 2021 <laughs> giants you know in the last right. two weeks of the season we have hope you know we're not unrealistic right. they can win a game five to four and do it a bunch of different times we're not expecting them to all of a sudden turn into you know the just a home run hitting team but you know they it's just they they kind of reel us in it's like oh jd davis jd uh jd davis um <laughs> yeah, JD Davis. JD Davis goes deep, wall scraper, 
but it's the three run Jack and we're, we tie the game and it's great. And so then you kind of get like, maybe they can do this. And then you just get frustrated when, you know, they almost get no hit in Coors. So, yeah, yeah, you go, yeah, you go into Coors and you go, hey, we're kind of on fire right now. So this is going to be a fun series. And then they just turn around. Like you said, I mean, they're throwing in runs and they're, you know, goofing up on the base paths. And uh, I mean, you're getting some home runs here and there. Um, but pitching wise, it seems like the bullpen is just super gassed. We haven't even gotten to, to uh, Duvall yet. I yeah, mean, I don't know. I don't know just, what's going to happen with him. I don't know. But but just watching the bullpen, I mean, having to you know pitch so many bullpen games and, and with the opener, it, it's gotten to the point now where it's kind of just limping to the finish line. Um, and then you start to wonder if they limp to the finish line and do get that third spot. Uh, well, guess what? I mean, last game of the season is Sunday, and you start the playoffs like two days later. So, <laughs> yeah. so there's there's no rest. You're just going right into it. That's why it's nice to get that one and two seed. Mm-hmm. That's not something us Giants fans can dream of just quite yet. We need no. a couple more years for that. But, you know, who knows? Maybe even next year. Maybe next year we're dreaming of that one and two seed, and we're salivating as we're getting towards the finish line. But, uh, yeah. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be a little while. Good segue because you mentioned the bullpen and the starting pitching, and one person that we were relying on to kind of come in as a little bit of a savior, fresh arm at the end of the year was Kyle Harrison. Mm-hmm. And they sent him back to AAA, and he cannot come back to the team until the very end of the season. So they decided that they needed the extra arms 
in the bullpen or in I I I I I would consider Ross Stripling a bullpen arm, but they valued that arm over Harrison. And so, you know, this idea that it's going to be Webb, it's going to be Cobb, it's going to be Harrison, and then you sort of figure out the last two spots. That didn't happen. And now we're kind of back to square one where we were with only two reliable starters. And then them using the trickery of the opener and bullpen games and fitting Manea and Stripling. Now, Manea did start yesterday, I believe, and, and pitch pretty well. But then you turn, he turned it over to bullpen, and then it went to hell. Um, but yeah, like that's something that we thought was going to be an actual, a little bit of a savior. And it turns out that they're just like, well, this isn't working. We got to go back to what we were doing. And Harrison, you're back in AAA. So he's probably done. Like, I can't imagine yeah. that, you know, they bring him up at the, at the end of the year, just to, just to, unless it's a meaningless game, if it's a meaningless yeah. start and you want to get him, you know, a couple innings just to, you know, maybe in front of the home crowd against the Dodgers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they would do, but that, that did not turn out to be, and uh, what did you think of that move? Well, th- did they say he's going to uh, go down to AAA and make a start or two? Or Because or, or, like you said, Andy I know Baggerly, he can't come back. But... Andy Baggerly said he would make his next start in AAA, but the AAA season is not much it's longer, over. right? Uh, well, I, I, I shouldn't say it's over. I think Reno played their last game at home uh, yesterday. Let me see how many games they've got left. But I mean... You know, this could be part of the stretch him out at the end. And then if there are some meaningful games and we do need a starter to go five or six innings, we we do have kind of, a, you know, an ace in the hole. If he can be the guy he was supposed to be um, or it could just be like, hey, we brought him up. He got a taste. Um, things didn't pan out towards the end there. Vol- uh, velocity was down. Uh, home that runs was were very up. that was very noticeable, by, by the way, in that last Absolutely. game against the guardians, you know, he's thrown that fastball at like 92, 93. Whereas we were seeing between 95 and 97 when he first came up. Yeah, exactly. And, and so that could be, you know, one of those situations where they're like, you know, Velo's down home runs are up. Uh, not something we can deal with right now, but if things kind of pan out, we'll have you come back up uh, and, and pitch a meaningful game for us later on. It looks like uh, the season is going to end next uh, Sunday yes, for triple a. So he could make one start this week. Uh, there's a chance we see him up against the Dodgers this, this weekend, maybe Sunday. Um, yeah, like I said, it kind of depends on when he makes his start and, and, and all of that. Well, actually, but... because of the fact that they sent him down, he's not even allowed to come back up until the end of uh, September. He's got. I think he's got to stay down there for two weeks at least, unless I thought it was ten days. No, unless there's an injury, I think they could bring him up sooner if there's an injury. Don't tell that to Ross Stripling. (laughs) He's he's going to start worrying about phantom injuries again. Poor guy. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that he 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 went and did that. I I feel like uh, Barry Z. I I feel like Barry Zito did that one time as well, where he kind of made the mention of of the Phantom. (laughs) Yeah, he said the Phantom IL, and uh, I told him I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know we got that dude, but uh, you know, don't don't give away all the all the family secrets here. So, (laughs) so uh, Harrison, 
went down. They activated Stripling. I saw Stripling. Uh, you know, he I think he threw two, three innings, gave up two runs. He was like, ah, oh, it was a great outing or a good outing. Felt solid. I was like, yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, maybe if you gave up no runs, then start patting exactly. yourself on the back. We'll take that. Uh, Casey Schmidt optioned as well uh, with Conforto coming back. And that I, I would imagine if the Giants are going to make any moves, they would actually happen tomorrow since there is no game tonight, Monday night, as yeah. we are talking. So there's not a lot of news coming out of Giants, uh, Giants land right now. That's right. Yeah. Usually we have a lot of, uh, of fun news on um, Monday nights when we're doing this. A lot of times it's just happening as we're doing. The yeah, show. exactly. It's kind of fun. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. So what are you drinking today? I busted out. I've been hankering for some bourbon, so I went ahead and uh, I, f- I forgot to bring the bottle in with me, but uh, I got some Frey Ranch, uh, which is Ooh. a local. Um, yeah, these guys are local. This is I, I have Ranch. some in my oh, cabinet right now. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, so this is the rye, and it's uh, 50, I believe it's 50%, so 100 proof. Um, again, if you like rye, this one's got heat to it. I always put like one ice cube in it. As you can see out the window, let's see. I always get this mixed up. <laughs> uh, if you see out the window there, lots of uh, clouds. And I think with thunder and lightning, it started raining. And we have a, we have a storm coming in too. So it's probably going to hit you guys as well before it hits us. Um, so it's, it's bourbon drinking time. I'm going to try to make... Maybe for the last show, I haven't done this in a while, or the last show of the season. Um, what I might try to do is a Manhattan. I haven't Ooh. done a Manhattan in a while, and I'll use some rye in there because I always like to do that. Um, but yeah, this stuff's good. It's nice and meaty. Um, been staying under my doctor recommended two units of alcohol a day. Okay, so explain this yeah. to me because I'm yes. very interested in, in what is what does two units actually measure out to? So this is okay. So I poured one and a half ounces, mm-hmm. which is a a technically a single. So if you go to a bar and you order a single of bourbon, you're going to get one and a half ounces usually. Okay. Okay. Um, so I use an app called Drink Control. Um, really cool app. So this is considered because it's fifty percent alcohol. It's a little bit higher. It's one point two units now if you had a single if you had a 12 ounce beer that was five percent alcohol Mm -hmm. that's going to be one exactly one um and so it kind of plays and that's what this app does which is kind of nice you can put in whatever it is you're having what the alcohol percentage is it works really good with wine so you could pour like you can say i'm having this wine and it's really high in alcohol but if i only have like six ounces of it i'm staying under my two units Per day, and then and doctor recommended a World Health Order says stay under fourteen units a week. A week. Males. Now females, it really messes up because you can only have if you're a female, you can only have one unit a day. Interesting, and that's really hard to do because like you can't even have a one and a half ounce yeah, slug yeah. of fifty percent bourbon because that's not gonna. I mean, you're gonna go over the one unit really easily so so denise kind of plays around with the app sometimes she's like i can't follow this thing <laughs> some days i want a little bit you know like yeah. a six ounce pour of wine and now i'm up to like two drink i said well then you just don't drink the next day so what if you were to <laughs> let's say you decided you know what monday through friday not drinking at all yeah saturday and sunday 
I want to go over slightly the the two units. They do not advise that. No, they don't. They advise. So you can go over the two. It's funny in the app, it turns uh, from blue to purple when oh, you wow. go over your two. It's like now, shame. You, exactly. <laughs> now, if you go into the red, you're binge drinking. So oh, you, you really just obviously want to stay away from binge drinking. I have a couple of red dots on mine. Uh, I think 4th of July, I've got a red dot. Um, there's like two dates in August I have a red dot and one date in September that I have a red dot. And that's because it was like either we went to a concert or we had a party at the house and you kind of get to drinking and before you know it. But but again, that's also like we start to have a drink at like 1 p.m., right? And then you have your last drink at like 9 p.m. So it's not like I'm hitting all this stuff in, the, yeah. in, in an hour or two hours and I'm drinking lots of water in between. So I, I'm just trying. Is that healthier? No, probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> you like to tell yourself it is. That's a good app. I may look into that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a cool app. Um, highly recommend. It's really easy to use too, which is the nice thing. There's other ones out there, but they're super complicated. Yeah, you'll have to shoot me the shoot me the uh, link to it. Oh yeah, later. absolutely. Yeah. All right, I have what I am calling a Terramana Mule. I don't Ooh. like the name Mexican Mule for a tequila based mule. It's I don't yeah, know, not that it sounds racist <laughs> or anything, but no. It's just like, oh, tequila, only Mexican drinks. No, tequila. no. So yeah, I like Terramana Mule. Yeah, I got I got How Terramana about a Terra Mule. Terra Mule. That's a good one, too. I, like that. I had uh, I had the 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 ginger beer from last week because I did the uh, I did the 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 bourbon mule. Yeah. And so I was like, ah, you know, I still have some left. Had to, uh, went to get some Terramana today because I ran out of the Terramana and uh, decided to do that and. You know, it is absolutely perfect. I it just reminds me how much I love tequila and how dangerous tequila can be because <laughs> it, it's just a different flavor, right? It's a different flavor. Yeah. It's a different taste. It's a it, it's it's the agave in it, which makes you know there, there's a different taste. Like something when I drink scotch, I know I'm drinking scotch. Like there's no oh, yeah. doubt about it. You're like it's heavy. It's it's heady. You're like, okay, it's reminding me what I'm drinking. Sometimes with tequila, you're just like, keep them coming, man. And, and so you got to be careful. But uh, really enjoyable. And uh, and now I got to use your app because I got to make sure that I don't drink. I, I was going to say, how many ounces did you pour in this? One and a half. So that is exactly one unit. Okay. So if you, if you wanted to have another one, you could, and you're staying at your two. But see, that's a nice thing. So if I have a Corona, it's like, a 12 ounce Corona is like a Corona light is 0.7. Okay. So if I have that, then I know like, oh, then I can have like a Jim Beam or an Evan Williams, like a one ounce, one and a half ounce pour. And I'm staying under that too. Right. Right. Um, but I try to reserve that. I try to stick like around one during the week. And then on the weekends, it's like, oh, I'll have like 1.8 or 2.3 i'll just mm -hmm. kind of stick right around in mm -hmm. there um but then you know the problem is you go out like on saturday night we went out to a, a one of the park rangers was retiring so when got a 60 if you have a 16 ounce ipa at six and a half percent all of a sudden you're you're right in the two mark right there so if you have another one it's like well if i'm gonna have another beer now i have to choose like a four and a half percent beer, a right. five percent beer. Try to bring that down a little bit. 
how much do I try to follow it? I don't know. I go off and on. It depends. You know, if I think I'm having too much, then I'll, then I'll bust that app app out again. And it's kind of like, uh, I mean, that's, it's exactly what it is. It's called drink control. It just kind of tells you, Hey dude, you're, uh, having a bit too much lately. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> and the other alcohol related thing that I'm doing this week is, uh, me and my buddy, Ben Cruz, who works for The Ringer, he's a podcast manager at nice. The Ringer. Uh, we are both on the search for Steph Curry's bourbon called Gentleman's Cut. Whoa. So Is it are... Jack Daniels? It's got to be Jack Daniels if it's called Gentleman's, right? It, as far as I know, it is not. Oh, okay. Um. I'll read the, uh, the the little the little blurb here. Uh, actually, there's uh, oh the name Gentleman's Cut speaks to the art of crafting a truly fine spirit, as well as to Curry's skillful movement on and off the court. <laughs> a little bit of a stretch there. <laughs> Motivated by his passion for premium bourbon, Curry was intimately involved in every step of the process, from the manufacturing, blending, and aging to the packaging and marketing. Efforts. So actually, let me see. It is called uh, Gentleman's Cut Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. That doesn't look like there's a Jack Daniels because no, you're, you're talking about Gentleman's Jack, right? Correct. And then uh, Sinatra was linked up with Jack Daniels as well for years. So I thought, well, here you go. This is mm -hmm. a good opportunity. But yeah, I'm looking at the bottle and I'm looking at the label. And I'm looking at all this stuff and I don't see anything that has anything mm -hmm. to do with Jack Daniels. So that's nice. Yeah. So we're going to, my, my buddy Ben and I are on the hunt. And if, if I find one, I'm picking him up a bottle. And if he finds it, then he's getting me a bottle. But it sounds like uh, even when you go to the Total Wine or the BevMo, that's still pretty hard to find. So we're we're kind yeah, of on the there, hunt. There's an there's a spot at the bottom of the website that says sign up with your email and be among the first to know when Gentleman's Cut Bourbon becomes available for purchase. Yep. So yeah, I, I guess this I signed I signed up. I'm ready there for you it. There you go. You're gonna have to let me know, man, because if it's good, I'm gonna get some too. Yeah, I the 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 fact that he calls it premium bourbon tells me it's gonna be a little bit more expensive than the 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 yeah. fries, which the re and you mentioned that one. That's my favorite of like the you know, the pretty decently priced bourbon right now. I, that, yeah. I, I love that stuff. So, yeah, it's great. They're out of Fallon here, which is, um, oh, probably about an hour to our East hour. Well, yeah, about an hour to our East. And, uh, I think I was telling you, we were supposed to go on a, a tour there because my parents had won some tickets to one of their car shows and we were going to go on a tour and, and, you know, we never linked up and, you know, just kind of forgot about it. And all of a sudden one day I go, Hey, you know, we, we have time now. The kids are a little bit older. So if you guys want to go, do that tour they go oh no we already did <laughs> all right so <laughs> uh, yeah we didn't wait for you <laughs> all right let's end the show here talking about this week uh like we said we got diamondbacks we have dodgers and as far as who is pitching i'm a little concerned about what the giants are going to throw out supposedly tomorrow Arizona throws out their best pitcher, Zach Gallen. I don't know what that means for the Giants because right now TBD is scheduled for us. Uh, he's not very good. So that's that's going to be a tough one. And then uh, they have Kelly, who also is, is, is pretty good, starting on Wednesday, and that's a day game. And the Giants have TBD again. <laughs> so they're being a little coy on who's yeah. pitching. 
Ryan Walker and John Brebia. <laughs> I think I just figured it out for us. <laughs> hey, yeah, Brebia's back, so he could he Although, could, uh, open. You know what? I picked up Alex Cobb. You know, because I'm trying to do the streaming in fantasy. In fantasy, yeah. As we re- yeah, we get towards the end here, and I'm looking, and I go, I'm going to be short 60 innings if I don't start streaming pitchers. Right. Um, and they've got, you know, uh, fantasy baseball. Yahoo Fantasy Baseball has Alex Cobb listed as the starter tomorrow. Okay. So we'll see. That's a good matchup there, Zach Gallon. I think and, so. And Alex Cobb. Yeah, I think so. They just got to play That'd some be, defense behind him because got to play defense, and it's and still play. hot in Arizona, so the ball can still fly. Depends on if they have the the roof closed or not. Let's. I, I got to check the weather in uh, in Phoenix because it's you know Phoenix. It's probably still like 185 degrees. I can only imagine. I, I just want to end the show just to get your thoughts on one thing. Mm-hmm. Now we we've watch Brandon Crawford for the last two years and still fan favorite. So many great memories of that guy playing such great defense, but he is absolutely a shell of himself. And I don't think that's not even being mean. That's just sort of saying, you know, what the situation is. Yeah. The giants have had two years here to figure out a backup plan or a plan B for B craw. Right. He has uh, for this season, he is still hitting under 200. His OBP is 276. So he's not even, it's not even at 300, which is like kind of like the minimum of what you want a starting player to be at. And then his OPS is at 595. Do you think, like, do they just like do they just not have a guy? Did they not take it seriously that we needed somebody to play behind him, maybe to push him? Uh, because I just was, you know, I was thinking about this today. Let's go back two months. Why why was Tyler Fitzgerald not on the 40 man? Yeah, that that's a tough one. That that's a tough decision because again, you've got Brandon Crawford who was kind of hot towards the end of the season last year. So coming into the season, they thought, well, maybe if he can be like, you know, half or three quarters of Brandon Crawford, then then we might be good this year with him there and then possibly sign him to another one-year deal and kind of let Luciano get his um, feet under him in the minors. Uh, I think I think that might have been part of the, the push to get Luciano up yeah. so fast this season to say, look, this is going to be your spot. This is what it's like to play at Oracle Park in front of this crowd because guess what? there's a very good chance in 2024 you're going to be penciled into that starting lineup at shortstop. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey Schmidt has also had some time there. Um, but other than that, I mean, Carlos Correa was kind of that dude. He was going to be that dude that was going to be the successor. That all fell through. And as a matter of fact, he even went on the IL with plantar fasciitis uh, uh, today. I mean, his season is kind of a wash. Um, so almost thank goodness that that didn't happen. Um, 
you know, there aren't many shortstops out there. Paul DeYoung, he's not going to, I really <laughs> hope he's not going to be the opening day shortstop next season, but it, you, you never know. Um, so did they have a plan in place? It's so hard. It's so hard to predict with this regime what they're thinking. Yeah, a lot of times you can you can kind of predict and you can kind of say, oh, this this is why they're coming at this angle. But but with this regime, I'm lost sometimes, man. Yeah. But not in a bad way. It's it's, it's more like they're probably three steps ahead of of what we're thinking, but they're not going to reveal that because they 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 have a plan of like if this happens here, this is going to happen here. Blah 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 blah. Three different branches of ways that they can go. Um, but but just watching Brandon Crawford right now, it's it's tough. It's painful uh, to kind of see it end this way. I know a lot of people say don't talk about Brandon Crawford that way, but. Like you said, you're not being mean. This no. is truthful. This is what we're seeing out there right now. And this is how baseball players age, right? When, That's it. When they stay on. Especially when you're a shortstop. So Brandon Crawford, I mentioned his statistics, and it does not get any better at the position. Casey, Casey Schmidt, who played a lot of innings at shortstop, he himself is only hitting 202. Uh, the aforementioned Paul DeYoung, he himself in 47 ABs is hitting a robust 191. And then we even had the great Johan Camargo <laughs> in his 18 at-bats, and he hit a, a full 222. So, How many hits? So that's what, two hits maybe? Four, I think. Four hits, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the attack, the plan of attack that they used this season at shortstop did not – work whatsoever it's probably the biggest failure uh position wise uh because they found the catcher right the you were able to find bailey uh you had a mixing of third baseman who helped out and and you know wilmer is still having a fantastic year you know even wade at first base he's he's was hurt a lot but on base he's getting on base and the outfield you know it's just a mix and match of guys and some young players as well but man, you know, shortstop was the like that was the place that you didn't really need to worry about, and then it just kind of came and bit them in the butt. Which yeah. maybe they don't think that Fitzgerald is a guy worthy of of a forty man at least for this year. But if Luciano, who has already been injured a couple different times in his uh, young career, I mean, they, you know, a lot of people say that he's actually maybe better as a third baseman than a shortstop. So they may that might not even be the the best place for him and if it's not then they're gonna have to go out and find one unless Fitzgerald is uh is the guy so just uh, I just wanted to end it with that because yeah yeah I, it was just something that I was thinking about as I was going through the the topics of, of today and you know we love the guy I mean I don't know if you see do you see the local commercials from NBC Sport Bay Area with him eating the sandwiches and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, putting on the headband, <laughs> getting getting ready to make the sandwiches. Yeah, we get those because we do get we get straight up NBC Sports Bay Area here yeah. at NBC Sports California. So yeah, we get all the local commercials. Those are the ones that Bochi used to do, right? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Philly cheesesteak place. I don't even know what that place is. I don't even know what it is either. It's funny because they're like blasting us with these commercials. We don't have any of those places here. <laughs> Barry Bonds hawking these 
these grills. We don't even have that place here either. So I, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we don't have. I miss Paul from the Diamonds Center. I want to see Paul. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Uh, we're done here. So uh, we'd originally planned for me to be out today because I was going to go watch my uh, my son play basketball. But he kind of canceled and he's like, oh, I can make it again. But I was like, okay, just let me know. So there may be a Monday in the near future where uh, uh, we switch it out for a Tuesday, but I'm not sure well, that's exactly gonna, when that's that going to be next week because the Rams play on yeah, Monday night right. football. You're right. So maybe that's, maybe that's the only time we really do it for the most part. Maybe I'll make sure that that will be next week. So that'll work out. Go. All right. So for Brad, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.